0: hey everyone welcome to the literary lounge i'm paige and i'm emily and today we're going to be talking about the wicked king by holly black
1: and we did an episode two weeks ago on the first book in this series called the cruel prince so the folk of the air series is a trilogy Um, we're planning to talk about all three so this is the second one that we're going to get into today
0: yeah, and our drink today is the Rowanberry Press. It has some muddled berries in it with some flavored vodkas. Um, you can go check out the recipe over on our Instagram. Should we get into
1: it? Full disclosure, we're about to spoil the crap out of this book. <laughs> so if you're wanting to read it and you haven't, um, this is your chance to hop off and then come back when you've
0: finished it. Yeah, let's get started. Alright, so the first major events that happen in this book is it begins off with Jude, who is sen- seneschal to the king, who is Cardan, and he's pretty pissed off at her because mm-hmm. she tricked him into being king. Um, the beginning of the book, Locke, who is Cardan's friend, if you remember from the first book. He has granted the Master of Revels, which is kind of like the party planning yeah, committee. He's part- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's party. he's thrown all the fairy ragers. Yeah, he's the party president. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so this is, I think, a couple months after like the first one ends. Mm-hmm. Like they've just been kind of going about these new roles, and um, like you said, I don't think Carton's particularly happy about the situation. Oaks in the fair, or er, in the human world, with Vivian. Yep. And Heather. Yeah, girlfriend.
0: And Bailkin is locked away in the Tower of Forgetting,
1: mm-hmm. which is like their version of prison, very mm-hmm. prison.
0: Yeah. So during this time, Balkin keeps trying to send Cardan like these messages and they're getting blocked while Jude gets one of the messages and she like goes to visit him in the Tower of Forgetting and he refuses to like tell her anything because I think Balkin said like he wanted to talk to Cardan about something. Yeah. Yeah. And she wanted to like, she she's kind of... If I remember right, she's kind of like scared that Cardin's going to just kind of like give in to Bailkin. Yeah. So she she kind of wants to fish it out of him before.
1: Right. She's kind of like protecting him from whatever like evil scheme Bailkin's like cooking up in his prison cell, which sounds Mm -hmm. like it's not really even a prison cell. Like, no, he's living in luxury. Yeah. It's like fully
0: furnished. Yeah. He has, it said like he had like rugs all over. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like a cushion chair. He's cozy in there. He's fine. Yeah. He can stay in there.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, he refuses to tell her anything. And so Jude leaves the prison, but she tricks the prison guard Volsiber. I know he like hit her or something, right?
1: Yeah. He slaps her for some reason. Yeah. I think just because Bailkin's kind of got that place like under his control a little bit, even though he's
0: locked away, he's kind of like making friends with these like prison guards and stuff. And- mm-hmm. Yeah. So he slaps her and she kind of tricks him and makes him like pass out or something she like poisons him and yeah she stabs him like with something that knocks him out yeah and she like throws him on the back of her horse or whatever creature she's riding that day her and frog or something <laughs> yeah. don't they ride like toads or- yeah i cannot picture that <laughs> so it grosses me out <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so she brings him back to the palace and he it discloses Balkin's plan in exchange for his freedom. So he said that, like, Balkin was, like, plotting with Queen Orla. Mm-hmm. Queen of the Undersea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that she's been, like, visiting Balkin over yeah. this time that he's been in there. Yep.
1: So she kind of knows what he's up to. Um, and then after that, Taryn actually pays Jude a visit at the palace. They That bitch. I know. If you remember <laughs> the last book... They did not end on good terms because Taryn was dating Locke, who was pretending to be Jude's boyfriend. And remember, they're twin sisters. So, not only are they sisters, and this is just like the ultimate betrayal, but like they're yeah. twins. They've been together their whole lives. Mm-hmm. So, she's trying to win her back over. She brings some of her clothes. She brings Tatterfell, which is Jude's like
0: kind of assistant. Yeah, maid she's like in an
1: imp or something. Yeah. Um honestly, we don't really know cuz they never really describe her, but
0: can't picture anything in this book. <laughs> right.
1: Just her little helper um yeah. trying to win her trust again and and just wants to kind of catch up, I think.
0: Mhm. They visit um I had a little bit of weird vibes from Taryn, but The Court of Shadows gets informed of a disturbance in Cardan's room. And so they go, Jude and the Court of Shadows go to Cardan's room to see what's going on. And his entire bedroom is destroyed. It kind of looks like they're having like an orgy in there. (laughs) like There's like naked people or naked fairies laying around all over the place. Yeah. And it looks like there was like an assassination attempt. Yeah. So Cardan had like, he was like bleeding on his side a little bit. Like it was like an arrow, like barely like nicked him. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Jude, like, is searching the room, um, trying to find the suspect. And she finds, like, the secret passageway in Carden's room. And she, like, goes down this, like, secret passageway. And she – it comes to, like, the king's room, King Aldred, right? Yeah, his, yeah. like, old chambers. Yep. And Nikasia, Nicasia? Is that how you say it? I always said Nikasia. I don't know why. Nikasia sounds good. Nikasia, She was in there, like, crying – hmm. And so Jude's talking to her and Nakeja, Nakasia. I always want to say Nakasia. <laughs> I'm so sorry if I say that Nakeja is crying and she explains that she saw another woman in Cardan's bed and she was like kind of dressed a little skimpy and wanted to go have a little fun with Cardan and she yeah. got jealous. And there was, like, this arrow just chilling in the passageway. So like an bo- like, old bow. Yeah, like this big old bow. And she tried to kill the girl that he was with, but she missed and hit Cardan. <laughs> She's, like, devastated about that. And so, Nakeja says to Jude during this, like, conversation that someone close to her has betrayed her. Mm-hmm. And so, I was, like, trying to think, like, who, who would that be? But...
1: Yeah, in this moment, like, we, we don't really know. Um, my first thought was Vivian, just because at this point in the book, so many people have betrayed her in the earlier story that there isn't really that many people left that she does trust. Exactly. And so I'm like, okay, who does she trust more than anyone? Probably, like, Vivian, mm-hmm. I would say. So I like, agree. I kept thinking, like, what's the ultimate betrayal? But I couldn't figure out exactly what it was. Maybe that Vivian was... Bringing Oak back to Madoc or something along those lines. Just yeah. not doing
0: what she promised you she would do. Mm-hmm. I know. I immediately thought of Taryn. But then you, yeah, you make a good point. Like she doesn't trust Taryn or Madoc right now. So, but those were like the two that I immediately went to. Mm-hmm. I never thought Vivian could do that to her just because she hates the fairy world so much. So I couldn't like think of like what she would do that would betray her i mean she knows like i feel like vivian knows enough that oak can't be there you know yeah but yeah that's a good point though that you made because i feel like that would be like the only thing that she could do that would betray her yeah Nikasia also says that queen orla wants Nikasia and cardan to get married because queen orla like wants ties to the throne and wants Nikasia, her daughter to like them together,
1: yeah. There's a bit of iffiness as to whether Orla or not, like whether or not she can be trusted or relied upon because she had sworn an oath to King Eldred, Carden's dad, mm-hmm. that they would keep the peace and be allies. But now that Cardin's taking over, I don't think they have necessarily gotten a vibe from her yet as to like how this is gonna go,
0: yeah. Because I think that like oath obviously. ...is gone now that King Eldred died. Yeah. So it's broken. But, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So
1: then, after all that happens, she... So Jude's now kind of aware of, like, what's going on behind the scenes with, like... Queen Orla. Um, and she knows, too, that they're kind of working... Or she's working with Baelkin, too. So then, what happens next is they have the Harvest Moon Revel... Which is again like just a party, fancy word of saying fairy party. (laughs) Um, but the theme is that Locke announces the Queen of Mirth, which is like based on a game that fairy children play where they steal away a mortal girl and like convince her she's being honored with a crown and they like make fun of her essentially. And so he takes this theme, and that's the theme of the party. And so he has like Jude, like come out on stage or in the middle of the floor and basically has to be like the queen of mirth and it's catching her off guard because she didn't know that was going to happen mm-hmm. and she has to kind of like go along with it I think because like as seneschal she doesn't want to like lose her like composure or make it seem like she was caught off guard you know what I mean yeah of like, that... has to like show that she's still in control
0: yeah that and she can't give away that she can't follow or that she can like can't be compelled yeah yeah because she still has that
1: same ability from prince dane even though he died like that still carries on
0: Mm -hmm. and i actually like Cardin tried to stop her because i remember he said like you should go like during the party but Mm -hmm. she was like kind of like no i'm seneschal to the king like i'm gonna stay here but he like knew that Locke was gonna do that i think but Mm -hmm. so he like tried to warn her yeah but yeah they made her put on like a poopy brown dress and
1: like Frayed at her around the room and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She was pissed. She threatened him after. (laughs) She told Locke if he pulled anything like that again that she was going to kill him.
0: Yeah. So Jude pulls Cardan aside later and says that he needs to seduce Nekasia for information. Because again her mom wants her to marry Cardan. And Jude needs to find out like what Queen Orla's plans are. Um, And... As she's, like, explaining these things to Cardan, the tension gets a little hot and heavy. Mm -hmm. And they end up hooking up. They didn't go all the way at this point from... I think she says it, like, in the next chapter. Like, they they went pretty far, but they didn't go all the way.
1: Yeah, see, this part in the book is so vague that I actually thought that they did. Yeah. Because they literally, like, start kissing, and then things get a little bit more heated, and then it just like the chapter ends Mm -hmm. so I actually went through this whole book thinking that they had
0: yeah in the next chapter they say that she says she didn't there's like no spice in this book Mm -hmm. me and Em love the spice yeah (laughs) no but feeling really deprived
1: during this book but um she talks a lot about how insecure she feels during the whole thing which Mm -hmm. I think is kind of common right yeah. like oh, yeah. especially because Cardin, well, she's a virgin
0: she hasn't done anything except kiss
1: yeah and he's a lot more like experienced way know, more from experience. her so she just she's, had an orgy so right she's like in her head like what am I doing like this is this is like way over my head like yeah so she kind of I think she goes through some normal emotions in this particular scene
0: yeah So shortly, like, after they hook up, Cardan gets the information from Acacia by kissing her, and Cardan, or she admits to Cardan that her mom's plans are to strike during Taryn's wedding to Locke, which is coming up soon. Mm -hmm. Um, So Cardan obviously relays all this information to Jude, and she tells the Court of Shadows they can prep for what's coming.
1: Yep. Yeah, and around the same time then, Jude and Madoc actually meet up. And they kind of ended on weird terms too, where because they had that duel at the end of The Cruel Prince, <laughs> like they're not really like their father daughter relationship is very strained. Yeah. Um, but they like meet up and kind of talk about stuff. And they both like agree that Nicasia cannot take over because it would just give Queen Orla like way too much power and um, it'd be easy for her to like manipulate things. Yeah. And so. Maddox suggests that they use Oak as, like, a type of bait at the wedding to maybe, like, I don't know, distract her or, like, keep, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, well, everyone
0: knows that Oak is, like, in line to the (laughs) throne. So, like, he wants to use Oak as a distraction. So, like, maybe Queen Orla would go for Oak and then they can get her, like, when they least suspect it. Right, yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Jude agrees with that. She's really worried about it. Obviously, but she agrees. Jude goes to pick up Oak and Vivian Heather in the human world, which is kind of hilarious because, like, Heather has no idea about anything about fairies. She doesn't even know that Jude is half mm-hmm. Um, So they kind of, like, rip off the band aid and just show her, like, if they're, like, in a parking lot or something like that, and, like, their horse or whatever is there that they, like, do they like grow the horse out of these like seeds or something yeah, like that? Yeah, they like yeah. throw
1: this yeah, like you said, like a type of seed and it becomes like yeah. a mound.
0: Well, like Heather's like shocked by that, but she kinda just like goes along with everything.
1: Yeah. It's like they give her no warning. She thinks she's no. just like going to a normal human wedding.
0: Yeah. And they're like, psych. <laughs> gone to the fairy world. Yeah. Yeah. Um which it's, it's really sad, but when they arrive, Jude like shares the ways that heather can like protect herself using like the rowan berries and just to kind of like stay away from like sketchy situations don't start dancing like yeah like the wine
1: kind of makes humans like um, yeah don't drink the
0: way wine. drunker
1: maybe than they would be
0: on like normal wine
1: and so yeah she's yeah. just kind of like prepping her from all the situations that could potentially go wrong
0: yeah why do you think that jude like did all that to like like why do you think she prepped her for all that I think because she knows exactly how it feels
1: to be (laughs) compelled and embarrassed and like she's had pretty much every like bad scenario happen to her like in the last book and so she's probably just trying
0: to warn her so she like Heather doesn't go through the same thing yeah I think she cares for Heather she really likes Heather and she doesn't want another human to like yeah be susceptible to their little tricks and games yeah what are your thoughts on like vivian not warning her that's it's terrible honestly like yeah if you really love this person you're just like you know how fairy is you grew up in fairy you know how terrible they can be um and they, like all the games they play but like someone you love like taking them just throwing them in there and not even like warning them about anything it's pretty sad yeah what do you think
1: yeah i agree and also i was thinking too like what would you like what would you do in that situation like if you were heather I'd be pissed.
0: Yeah. Like, I'd be, I feel like, cause I like adventure. So, like, I feel like it'd be like, cool, I'll go along with it. Let's really? See, let's see. <laughs> kind of. Well, yeah, because, like, I would assume that the person I love isn't gonna, like, put me in any danger, which yeah. obviously I'm assuming she did that. But, like, later on, we find out, like, Heather is compelled to do something. And, yeah, she wasn't warned by Vivi at all about that. So, i mean yeah like the adventure part like i would assume i would trust my partner enough to like keep me out of danger but mm-hmm. obviously vivi failed at that so yeah I didn't even try to warn her so i'd be pissed about that but i mean i guess i was okay i would still be pissed if she didn't tell me but like i'd be like mad but like i want to go see what the hell this is like i want to go
1: <laughs> i think i would be like you're
0: nuts like you're nuts let's go or you're nuts bye you're nuts bye <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah I don't know I feel like I'd be you're nuts let's go <laughs> well we should move on
1: um so Jude decides she needs to get Taryn a wedding gift and so she goes to Grimson who just, he's like a legendary blacksmith in the story he makes jewelry that has like certain capabilities and swords that have power, you know, um, like different than any other, just normal sword. And he even made the blood crown too. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of a scheming guy too. But everybody in this book is scheming. Yeah, so there's, all like of, no surprise there.
0: Yeah, all of the things that he makes he makes has like curses attached to them.
1: Yeah. So Jude picks out, like, these earrings. One's, like, a star, and the other one's, like, a moon for Taryn. And apparently, like, its ability is when they're worn, they, like, enhance the beauty of the person who's wearing the earrings. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gets those for Taryn. And then, exchange, like, Grimson makes her promise that, like, if a war breaks out, that he can craft Carden a weapon with the strength of 30 soldiers.
0: Um, why? Why? We don't know. Yeah, and then she also she exchanges her tears for it as well. I want. I was like waiting for something to like come up with that.
1: Yeah, that just seems like such a minor thing to hand over. Like, yeah. Okay. I was
0: waiting for them to make it a big thing, though. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Or like she can never cry ever again. Oh,
0: darn. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> or I don't know, just like something to like use against her in the future. Um, but yeah, so jude is going back to maddox for the night and she's ambushed by this group this group and um they start attacking her um she they kill her horse or whatever she was riding and she like starts jumping through the trees like how ghosts taught her Mm -hmm. and someone hits her leg And she realizes, like, she's really not going to escape unless she, like, just goes down there and fights them. Mm -hmm. So she jumps down and, like, starts fighting them. And eventually, like, the people kind of cower away and run off. Um, And then she, like, limps the rest of the way home. But she, like, goes back to her horse or whatever and the earrings are gone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she gets back at home and she's trying to hide her injury from Taryn and Vivi. Yeah, because I think it's kind of supposed to be like a bachelor at night or like mm-hmm. something like
1: sisters are hanging out like the night before the wedding and she just like she doesn't, doesn't want to make a her. big deal
0: about it. Yeah. She also commands Carden to not be alone at night to protect him. Mm-hmm. Um, And I, was this the next day?
1: Yeah, it's like on the day of the wedding. Okay. Um, yeah. That's also when Jude learns that Locke attacked her because she sees Taryn like wearing the earrings when they're like I don't know, getting ready for the wedding or the wedding's about to start, and she's like, got
0: him on. Did you have any idea of like who was attacking her? I thought it was the undersea.
1: Really? Yeah. I thought it was like a Maddox situation. That too. Like, I don't know. He was trying to trap her into maybe trusting him again. And yeah. Then...
0: Yeah. I thought it was like Maddox, like working with the undersea, like because he's so like sketchy sometimes, and he likes to like have his own plan so Mm -hmm. when he made the plan like with oak and stuff i thought he was like kind of working with like the undersea Mm -hmm. behind the scenes but yeah it's very true yeah um well she tells cart or she commands Cardin to not be alone at night and Maddox overhears that and learns that jude can compel Cardin. Well, he's pissed off about that yeah that's probably like
1: not great that he knows that bit of information yeah because he's he's like he's up to no good he's like one of the number one enemies yeah yep so then shortly after that um jude is like tricked by the ghost who if you remember is part of like the court of shadows which we haven't really talked about them that much in this book other than they're kind of just like helping out in the palace now they're Mm -hmm. they're team carden team jude or whatever but so ghost actually tricks her into going to the tower of forgetting with him and that's where then she's trapped by like the undersea mm-hmm. so like orla nakasia and bail like take her down to this like place in the in the ocean or wherever their kingdom is located and they hold her captive there for like a month yeah and she has like very few opportunities to eat and drink water like they're trying to like break her down she has to pretend to be compelled yeah because she doesn't want them to know that she can't be and so like they are trying to compel her to think that she's like being fed and like given a nice living space like and in reality she's not like she's living in like an empty chamber prison cell like and she knows this because she's really not being compelled but she
0: has to like play along Mm mm-hmm yeah, and Balkin is trying to compel her to kind of take down Cardan and murder him. So he has like this little plan to kill Cardan. and Cardan makes a deal with them for her return, and that's to not interfere when the undersea attacks the court of termites. And then Balkin has this like little deal with her that she has to kill Cardan. So she's taken back to Maddox's home to heal. Which I was so confused about. I'm like, take her to the palace. Like, why did Cardan just let her go to Maddox? It was yeah. so weird.
1: He must have, like, kind of regained some control or power, like, within the kingdom while she was away. Maddox? Yeah. yeah. And he probably was like, oh, I'll take her back and, like, keep an eye on her and she can be with her family and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, Jude, like, she's not about to just like, sit around and, like, wait for everything to, like, yeah. fix itself. Exactly.
0: Yeah, so she doesn't stay there long, and she tries to go back to the palace. Um, none of the guards or anyone will let her in. So she finally, like, climbs up this, like, weird, like, mountain thing that, like, kind of leads up to Carden's room. And she goes in there, and she's, like, standing on his bed, and he just, like, pulls her into his bed and, like, snuggles her. That was cute. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Yeah. she tells Carden, like, balkan's entire plan and then the court of nightmares that's what they're called right shadows fuck (laughs) (laughs) the court of shadows who's the court of nightmares is that any court no oh that's
1: no i don't think there's a wait is there a court of nightmares in akatar
0: that's what they call the the night court the other, the, under the mountain, or the mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> the Court of Shadows. Um, <laughs> There's too many books with,
1: like, courts in them. I'm getting really confused. <laughs>
0: um, Sorry. So, the Court of Shadows comes in. You go. <laughs> um, I'm confused. Just, okay, so, Card, okay, I got it. So, Jude is telling Card in the plan, and... The Court of Shadows comes in and they like don't trust Jude right away and they think that like well Jude kind of explains that Balkin sent her there to kill Cardan and she like pulls out the poison that Belkin gave her and the Court of Shadows like doesn't believe her like they think that she's going to like try to kill Cardan and so she has to prove that she like can't be compelled so then Cardan tries to compel her and that proves that she can't be compelled so then they believe her. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So then after that, she's still kind of
1: playing along to Balkin that she's planning on Poison Carden. Mm-hmm. And so she actually, like, goes to Hollow Hall, which is, like, where he used to live. Because he's free now. He's, like, I don't know if he's been deemed the ambassador yeah. yet. He is the ambassador yep. for, like, the undersea. Um, but so she's, like, tricking him into thinking that she's going to follow through. Because, again, pretending to, like, be compelled. Mm-hmm. So then they have the, another, like... Revel or party, and Cardin stumbles in like as if he's drunk, and so like everybody thinks he's drunk, and
0: which is pretty typical because he always is drunk, yeah, right. They're like, Oh, just another, he was just a little more drunk than he is, yeah,
1: yep. And so, um, Jude's kind of like trying to help him, but she can tell that something's off, like she thinks he's been poisoned, which is really what's happening here, Mm -hmm. um, and bale can actually seizes the opportunity to like blame jude for it
0: yeah because they were like dancing and then she kissed cardan and then she tasted the poison on her lips and then yeah so like they're right next to each other so that's why bale can had his like opportunity to like frame her for it yeah
1: but then she proves to everybody that she can't be compelled mm-hmm. like she basically uses it as her opportunity to protect herself and just says like sorry like I actually tricked you and I, I haven't been listening to you at all. And then she tells everybody that he is drunk and like yeah. hauls him out of the room.
0: Yeah. So as she's like hauling him out of the room, she's like trying to find the bomb because the bomb is like really good at like antidotes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. And so they bring him to his like chambers and they realize that the bomb can't like she doesn't know how to f- help him. She yeah. She can't. She doesn't have the antidote.
1: Is that when Bill can then like sends a letter that he's like meet me in I don't know like the the gardens gardens. yeah Yeah. and I have the antidote you bring the blood crown yep she goes out there to get it from him um and she says like oh if you give me the antidote like I'll give you the crown but she says that she wants to make sure the antidote is actually real Mm -hmm. so she drinks the vial of poison that's been in her pocket that was originally given to her to give to Cardin, And so she drinks it and she says, like, give me the antidote and I'll drink half of it. And if it heals me, then I believe you. Well, what she really did is she like dumped out the poison and put water or something else in there and Mm -hmm. takes it. And so then when she's taking the antidote, then she spits it into that vial and gives it to the bomb to like run off with it. It's gross. Yeah, Cardan. she like it. baby birds him the <laughs> <Yeah>. basically, but <laughs> Um. So then Balkin's like, "How dare you?" And they're like about to duel, but it's like,
0: it's that's like a duel. Yeah,
1: that's like being generous to call it a duel. Like, yeah, they literally run at each other
0: and she like stabs him. Yeah, and then it's over. Yeah. So Belkin's dead, and when she returns to Cardan, she. Or I think the bomb, the bomb brought the cure to him. Mm-hmm. But she returns to Cardan, and Cardan shares that he thought that Jude has been in the room already. And it turns out that Taryn had her earrings on and was pretending to be Jude, and asked Cardan not asked or she she asked not, Compelled. not commanded, yeah, Cardan to release Madoc of his vow to the crown and hand off half of his army to Madoc and Cardin agreed with it so that kind of like shows us how much cardan like trusts jude because yeah he he didn't need to be
1: compelled to like
0: agree to it basically
1: like he's like oh i trust her and her intentions exactly
0: yeah Yeah. so now madoc is off with half of an army don't know what he's planning yeah um in this moment like because the reason like how
1: jude found out that it was Taryn is because like i think Cardin mentions the earrings right like she's well wearing, also
0: like, she wasn't in the room earlier
1: yeah that too so she's so. like okay who else could it be yeah but like i think she was wearing the earrings so i was wondering like in that moment like do you think that the earrings like work differently com- like com- depending on like who is looking at her in the moment because maybe she looked like they're identical twins but maybe she looked even more like jude because the earrings yeah. were like making her look like Jude because that's what would be beautiful to
0: Cardin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I was just wondering about that. Mm-hmm. A little bit later on, Cardin and Jude decide to get married in secret. Mm-hmm. And, and Cardin wanted to get married because he wanted to be released of the compulsion. Mm-hmm. And then Jude would still have power by being queen of
1: Alfheim. Right. She wouldn't need to, like, order him around anymore. She can just make decisions on her own. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: I thought that was really cute. Did you think he was, like, being sincere? Like, he actually, like, wanted to marry her for, like, love, too? Or do you think it was just, like, a power move?
1: I thought it was sincere. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I didn't... I wasn't, like, skeptical of the situation. Because I think we know enough about him now that he's a lot better of a character than, like, what we were originally, like convinced to believe about when he was like bullying and her and stuff in the first book for sure i think this book is like his
0: redemption right like we see the true Mm-hmm. yeah orla meets with jude and Cardin out by the sea and demands justice for Balkin's death because that's her ambassador mm-hmm. for the the land and he refuses to appear weak and he starts like har- har- or harnessing his like powers as king mm-hmm. and um, he like starts like creating this like big new island and on the island is Nikasia like weaved into like a tree mm-hmm. and um, he almost killed Nikasia in the process so he's like showing off like the power that he has and that kind of makes Orla- Queen Orla back down. Yeah cause she's like trying to protect her daughter and she had originally believed that he was kind
1: of a weak king and so this is his moment to really show everybody that he
0: has a lot more power than I think anybody
1: suspected that he had.
0: Yeah. Um. So Carden didn't know that like Bailkin died and that uh, Jude killed him. So when he finds that out in this time, um, Jude admits to like the crime. Yeah, she doesn't think that it, like he's going to do
1: anything no. about it. Like they just got married.
0: Yeah, you know? exactly. Well, he banishes her to the human realm and says that She can only be pardoned by the crown. And then we kind of like end the book with like the epilogue. It's pretty much just like Jude being heartbroken in the human world. And she just is kind of like working with Oak. to Kind of prepare him to become king one day. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Like, did you catch on to the part where he said like, she can only be pardoned by the crown? Mm, I don't think I really thought anything of it, but I will say that.
1: I wasn't necessarily convinced that he was being cruel to her. Yeah. Like, I was thinking he had something up his sleeve.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... At first, so before he said, like, she could be pardoned by the crown, I'm like, oh my god, like, everything we learned about Cardan is wrong. Like, he was just using her the whole time. Like, he he was just playing his tricks and games again. Like, the old Cardan. And then when he finally said... She can only be pardoned by the crown. I was like, there it is. Yeah, and I was like, dude, you're dumb. Pardon yourself, like, yeah, <laughs> you're the crown.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of confusing, like, because we don't know if that's really gonna work at this point, since she tries to tell everybody like on the beach, she's been queen for probably like five minutes. Yeah, so we she's don't know. like queen and <laughs> queen, and everybody's just laughing at her. Like, mm-hmm. they're like, no, you're not, and. Carden doesn't come to her defense
0: yeah that's kind of a wrap on the summary of the book Um, near the beginning of the book she has a conversation Jude has a conversation with Asha who's Carden's mom and she tells her that that an old hag predicted Jude's mother would give birth to a child who would be a great weapon Jude thinks that she's referring to Vivi who do you think she meant and what do you think the weapon is
1: I Figured it was Jude, mm-hmm. right? Because Vivi, although she's the only, like, one with Fae in her blood of the sisters, yeah. she doesn't want anything to do with this realm. And so, I, you know, it's pretty obvious that it's Jude. What the weapon is is a little bit unclear. Like, I wonder if she's going to get fairy powers in the next book or, like, if she is going to use, like, her human abilities yeah. to just kind of prove to everybody that you can still thrive and
0: like rule as a human like well, around, among fairies yeah well even just the human abilities are like a power in itself being able to lie and they can't yeah that's a huge power mm-hmm. um i think she was referring to the weapon is is jude like, yeah she is the weapon mm-hmm. so yeah yeah just like how smart she is and mm-hmm.
1: yeah Well, there's like another part I wanted to ask you about, but like while practicing her swordsmanship skills, she's like kind of dueling herself in the mirror. Like she is sweaty and exhausted and she like looks at herself and says like, it's still not enough. I can never beat her. What do you think she meant by that?
0: I think by saying like, it's still not enough. I can never beat her, She's definitely talking about herself. And I just think that she believes that she'll never be good enough and she wants to constantly like better herself and like better her skills and so like looking back in the mirror she just like she's never gonna be good enough for herself
1: yeah so yeah I feel like she's still insecure like although she's gained more power in this book and is making bigger decisions I think she still you know feels inferior to the fairies
0: yeah for sure because they're still pulling pulling shit over on her Mm -hmm. you know exactly yeah I mean they they have a lot of power and she really I mean she's she's learning her powers that she can have that kind of go against what they can do to her but yeah I mean they're always I feel like gonna be more powerful than her yeah what changes have you seen in Cardan
1: throughout the book I think we see like I was saying earlier how he's a not such a nasty character after all like there's that point early in the book where jude is looking at those like globes in king eldred's room that show memories from the past Mm -hmm. and it was showing how Cardin was like trained at an early age to be cruel where they show that like the only time he really gets attention or like reassurance as a child is when he's like doing mean things and so we learned that that was kind of how he was taught to behave, but it's really not like his true nature. Yeah. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, this was kind of like I said earlier, like his redemption. I mean, yeah, he's definitely not as cruel to Jude. And he sees more in Jude than, I mean, I guess he always has. I think he's just coming to terms that he likes Jude, because in the first book, he said like he hated that he liked Jude like he mm-hmm. wanted to do everything to not like have feelings for her but now I think he's just kind of going along with it like yeah like
1: how real it really is yeah exactly yeah did you think that when he banished her at the end that he was angry at her or that he was trying to protect her
0: um I kind of touched on this earlier but like at first I thought he was angry at her which I couldn't understand why I was just so confused that he was banishing her but then when he said like you can only be pardoned by the crown and that's when i thought he just had something up his sleeve sure and then i was like screaming at her in the book like pardon yourself yeah go back mm-hmm. so yeah
1: i i agree i felt like he had like an ulterior motive
0: mm-hmm. so the title queen of nothing is obviously like referring to jude that's the next book do you have any predictions
1: i think she's gonna get to come back right like they're not gonna keep her in the human realm for like this entire book Mm -hmm. um so there's definitely like a reason why she's there right now and i think we'll maybe get to see like what carden is planning to do and i wonder if like the undersea is gonna come back and like retaliate or you know somebody else is gonna like step in and and cause problems for sure and she's gonna like come to the rescue basically
0: Yeah. yeah it's pretty much kind of summing up what I was thinking too. Yeah. Um, so what's like your overall review? Um. I would give this book a three out of five.
1: I gave the first one a three and a half. I liked that one a little bit better than this one. I think I still have similar feelings to like what we talked about in our last episode where there's no world building, not a lot of character development or re- relationship development. Like we see more of Jude and Cardin like, developing their feelings for one another, but, like, how they, how they go about it doesn't really feel, like, real to me. It still feels a bit sudden. Mm-hmm. Like, these moments where they're, like, gonna hook up or they're gonna kiss, it's, like, it still kind of feels a little off, like... I just I think I prefer maybe books that have like more of like a slow burn romance because like you get so much time like throughout a book where you're like okay like they take a step further and then they take a step further and like you see like a full evolution of a Mm -hmm. relationship when that happens and because this book is so like like the all of the fat has been trimmed from these books like they're just like this happens and this happens yeah this happens. exactly and that's just kind of bothering me where I just not really don't I don't feel very invested in like
0: a lot of the things in this book I agree with that yeah you did a really good job explaining that that's exactly how I feel yeah yeah my review would probably be I'm like stuck between like a three and a half and a four I gave the first one a three if I remember right mm-hmm. but yeah it's just like I need the world building in order to like get into it yeah and yeah it's just not there I've seen like on TikTok and stuff like people disagree with that really but then those like people I feel like they haven't read Sarah J Maas yeah (laughs) (laughs) so I don't know um I've definitely read other Faye books where it's way like the world building is like outstanding yeah like you I don't have any issues like picturing it but this one like it's so hard for me to like picture a lot of the things that they explain in here right so yeah i do agree with you though like i i liked it better than the first one i like the first one better oh you oh you did Mm -hmm. oh i thought you said okay i got it mixed up you like this one better yes yeah i like this one better than the first one so yeah have you read anything else recently
1: i i listened to i'd like to play alone please by tom segura Mm -hmm. so he's a comedian he has like a netflix special and I don't I didn't know a lot about him before I listened to this book but I had listened to a different podcast where one of the hosts was talking about like how funny this audiobook was so I had put it on like my Libby like hold list Mm -hmm. finally got it It was like six hours of like oh yeah I'm like down to laugh my way through this like six hour audiobook um the beginning was pretty funny like I like the parts where he was like making fun of his parents and his children like I was literally sitting in my cube at work like laughing because he was like one of the things he talks about is his dad has like seven different types of like farts (laughs) and he can tell like based off the type of fart he has like what his like bowel movement is gonna be oh my god and it like just because he was like imitating his dad's voice and everything so i was like laughing but then like the remainder of the book just wasn't really doing it for me like he kept talking about runnings he has with like celebrities at the airport or like on an airplane and they weren't really like people that I cared to like hear about and there wasn't anything like special and then he had a ton of stories about like life as a comedian which was just kind of more like informative than funny Yeah. and so his delivery too was just like not really doing it for me either through like majority of the book so I would give it a two out of five just because so little of it like really like seemed interesting to me you Mm -hmm. know what I mean yeah so I, I probably wouldn't recommend it to anybody other than, like, if you're a Tom Segura fan, like, you watched his Netflix special and, like, wanted to learn more about him. That this would sense. probably be, like, a good
0: opportunity to do that. But otherwise, no. <laughs> <not>. <laughs> what yeah. about you?
1: Have you read anything?
0: Um, Other than what we've been talking about on the podcast, no. I just finished The Push, which we'll be talking about in two weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I just finished that one. You'll hear our thoughts on that later on. Um, one book that I am going to start reading is Satan's Affair. That's like the, like kind of, it's in the cat and mouse duet, the Haunting Adeline series. It's kind of like a little side, small side novel about a different character in it. So
1: yeah. And you talked about those
0: books last week. Yes. Yeah. So that one just came in the mail. So I'm going to start that tonight probably. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. um
1: happy early birthday by the way Your birthday thank is you. tomorrow
0: yeah oh my god is it t- is it oh my god it is <laughs> <laughs> what day is it yeah <laughs> oops thank you yeah,
1: yeah. you're welcome let's we'll do something yeah sounds good a little celebration um cool well that's a wrap on this episode Thank you guys for joining us another week on The Literary Lounge. Again, I'm Emily. I'm Paige. And you can let us know on our YouTube channel what you thought. We love if you'd like, subscribe, leave your comments, let us know criticism or praise, whatever you're feeling about this episode. Um, we also are on Instagram, The Literary Lounge MN. Same with TikTok. We have our drink, as Paige said, is posted on our Instagram account right now. Yeah. Um, anything else? Um,
0: So next week's podcast, we're actually going to be talking about how to like start a book club and like the top books that we recommend for book clubs. So we're going to kind of take a little break from books and well, we're not taking a break from books. We're taking a break from reviewing and reading a book and Mm -hmm. we're just going to kind of give you our recommendations. Yeah, it'll be spoiler free. Um,
1: Yeah, just kind of switch things up and just talk about books more in general or yeah, like you said books we recommend if we think would be good conversation starters. So. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we will see you next week. Bye guys. Bye.